0: Welcome to The Conversation at Airsafe.com. I'm your host, Todd Curtis. On February 15, 2015, the FAA published some proposed regulations on the operation of drones, primarily aimed at commercial operators. On February 21, 2015, I spoke with Rudy Maxa on the show Rudy Maxa's World about what these regulations may mean both for commercial operators and for the casual users of drones, This week,
1: Washington got around to to issuing proposed rules. The FAA did this, proposed rules regarding the use of drones in the U.S. Dr. Todd Curtis runs a website that keeps an eye on aviation safety. It's called AirSafe.com. He's also a former Boeing safety engineer and a frequent guest here on the show. Todd, nice to have you back.
0: Thanks again for having me. All right. Can you just very quickly tick
1: off the basic rules and then address the question as to how this affects us as commercial passengers perhaps is this gonna guarantee safety in the skies or are things not gonna fall out of the sky in our heads what do you think
0: well these proposed rules are primarily there to have some sort of semblance of regularity as to how people use drones in and around um, uh, airspace that may be populated by other aircraft and, and obviously by other people. This isn't something that's going to control every kind of drone operation. It's primarily aimed at those folks who want to do some sort of commercial operation with drones. In short, if you want to operate a drone in that fashion, you'll have to have some level of understanding of the aeronautical rules, you'll have to be vetted by the uh, TSA and by the FAA, and you'll actually be granted a license, not the same as a private pilot license or a or a airline transport license, but you will have to go through a formal procedure in order to be certified to fly in that particular way. Does this then apply to hobbyists who just like to put a little drone up in there and fly around a football field somewhere? It won't at all because uh, obviously right now you can go to the corner store, you can order it online and have a drone delivered to your house and start flying it with no training whatsoever. This is aimed more at those folks who wanna do something on the commercial end of drone operation, uh, aerial photography, uh, uh, surveying pipelines and and power lines off in the wilderness that sort of thing hollywood producers who want to do some sort of flying with with cameras on on the drone this is not going to affect the millions of people around the world not just the united states who can go right out there right now and fly a drone
1: but why then i mean todd why is is as a hobbyist flying a drone any less of interest to the faa or of danger than than somebody who's, you know, checking out his oil pipelines or filming.
0: Quite frankly, most drones that are out there right now, most drones you can get commercially out there, are rather small. They're not going to be a hazard to traffic. If you're talking about something larger, large enough to carry a useful payload, for example, a movie camera, you're talking about something that could be weighing dozens of pounds. In fact, the rules apply to remotely piloted aircraft up to 55 pounds, which, by the way, is the current ruling. And 55-pound aircraft, running into a jet engine, running into a windshield of an airliner could lead to catastrophic uh, results. Sure. So certainly for the more capable kinds of aircraft, uh, aircraft that that could potentially be flown outside of the line of sight, they want to have some control over that.
1: I see. Now you mentioned line of sight. Isn't that one of the rules that you have to keep your craft within your line of
0: sight? Well, absolutely. If you want to have some sort of commercial operation, they want you to be able to see the aircraft at all times this would put a huge monkey wrench into the plans that Amazon has to have some sort of drone delivery system for their packages and I suspect that over time in concert with Amazon and other commercial operators they will expand on these rules but as a first step this seems to be a prudent and reasonable thing to do to keep drones from getting out of control not that they haven't gone out of control already because as you know
1: yeah it sounds sort of tough for the oil line oil pipeline guys, too. I mean, if you have, you know, 20 miles of pipeline or 100 miles, it's, you're only going to be able to send that aircraft out a mile or so where you can still see it, right?
0: Well, this is uh, where the sensibility comes into it, the sensibility of the commercial, potential commercial operators who would like to do outside of line of sight, sitting down with the government saying, look, here's our current situation now. If you want to do, let's say, pipeline or power line observation, you have to have a person in the aircraft. If that aircraft crashes, and they do, you put a person at risk. If you have something that's literally 1 50th or 1 100th the weight of a, of a small aircraft doing the same job, yes, they may still crash, but the potential for loss of life and material damage is so much less that one should sit down and reasonably weigh the risk of flying a drone versus the current risk that exists right now.
1: All right. It's good to know this doesn't affect hobbyists. I thought it did. Thank you for clearing it up, Dr. Todd Curtis. Thanks, Todd.
0: Well, thanks again for having me.
1: Check out Todd's uh, website, airsafe.com, if you like to follow Aviation Matters. Um, He is uh, the curator of that and the foundation director of the airsafe.com
0: foundation. For more information on aviation safety and security, please visit airsafe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.